Well, hey, folks, Dave DeBow back at you with another episode of the How to Raise Capital 101 show for real estate investors. Today, let me ask you a question. Have you ever thought about getting into syndications, becoming a syndicator? Well, our special guest, Ben Benita, is doing exactly that. He's got quite a bit of experience under his belt syndicating deals. And we're going to take a deep dive into that and see what Ben's secret sauce is. So zooming in all the way from Virginia, Mr. Ben Benita, welcome. There are millions of real estate investors out there, and most are stuck with just a couple of properties. They want financial freedom, but their small portfolio ends up costing them more in time, effort, and money than it's worth. Getting out of the rat race seems harder than ever. This show will help you do more deals, better deals, and bigger deals. Finally, you'll be able to reach your income and lifestyle goals. How? By attracting and leveraging private money partners and their capital. Now get ready to raise more money because here's your host, Dave Dubow. Yeah. All right, Ben, tell us a little bit about how you got into real estate and more specifically into syndicating. Yeah, I've uh, been in real estate for a while. I started out flipping houses. Um, Always wanted to get into commercial real estate. Made a ton of money years ago flipping houses. Market turned. I got smoked. <laughs> um, I, it's funny. I bought my first apartment building in 2016. And I want to say 2011 or 12. Um, the very first indication I did was actually for a laundromat. Um, it's just, you know, cash flow. There was a couple of people I met at one of the real estate investor meetings. Um, you know, we put the group together. Uh, it worked out great. Made some money. And it was just a, you know, a neat model. Didn't mm-hmm. do another one until yeah, I think it was 2016, 2017. We got our first apartment building. Um, and yeah, I've been doing, yeah, looking for deals and trying to raise money and meet people ever since. And yeah, that's me in a nutshell, my real estate, real estate. Cool. Thing. No, I appreciate that. So, all right. So for folks that aren't familiar with the difference between a syndication and perhaps doing a joint venture, what is, you know, without, without putting on your, um, uh, securities hat or whatnot just sure. what's your definition of the difference how would you define that i've actually heard them used interchangeably um i personally use them interchangeably i'm honestly not sure what the legal difference is i probably should know that <laughs> uh, but i i consider any any group if it's you know you and i or you and i and four or five other people um could call it joint venture most people in the business call it a syndication um, but yeah, I don't really know that there is a big difference. It's always just, you know, a group of people, two people, 10 people coming together to buy a property or buy a laundromat. Or, <laughs> yeah, you know, fair enough. Like. I guess my, my understanding of the difference might be is how involved, you know, how you've got it structured. Oh, oh. If you got within a corporate structure and, you know, the, the active partners are the general partners and then you've got yes. limited partners within that. And they the limited partners have very little say in the day-to-day running of the deal and in that kind of thing versus a joint venture perhaps being you know the different parties are a little bit more involved in in the deal yeah that's that's probably a better way though with a joint venture it's probably better to explain that way yeah everybody's involved with the syndication uh you may be the general partner in charge of property management in charge of everything i'm just writing you a check saying hey dave let's knock it out of the park with a joint venture you may be in charge of the general contractor. I may be in charge of finding the deal, a property manager. So it's a mutual, the joint venture is, I guess, mutual effort where syndication is more, more passive on the, more passive on the investor's side. Yeah. Yeah. More hands off. Yeah. Yeah, And then it's, they've also heard, and again, it's, it's different in different areas. It's depends on the number of people involved in the deal as well. 
and just the requirements of your local jurisdiction for that kind of thing. So, you know, scratching the memory banks there, Ben, when you did that first syndication for the laundromat, how many people were involved in that deal? Do you recall? Yeah, it actually worked out great. It was, um, I've found it uh, on Craigslist. Craigslist, even to this day, is still a decent place to find nice. find things. Um, I was at one of the local, before they were, date myself here too, but before they had meetups um, around here, they just called them RIAs, Real Estate yeah. Associations. I was gone to one of those for a couple of years hearing how Dave was flipping houses, Mike was flipping houses. I came across this laundromat again on Craigslist. And yeah, talked to, I think there were six of us all together. <clears throat> We each put up, remember, we each put up $20,000. It was a hundred grand for the laundromat. We had 20 grand, <clears throat> excuse me, left over, you know, for operations or yeah. mistakes because I didn't know anything about laundromats and <laughs> uh, learned there's a whole lot more to it than just collecting quarters. But, um, you know, it worked out great. It was neat to. Put the it, it, Robert Kiyosaki makes it sound like it's just collecting quarters and yeah. in, in the cash flow game and, and whatnot. So, yeah, there's a little bit more involved. A lot more. I said I I learned a lot more about fixing laundromats, uh, you know, fixing machines. There wasn't a, nothing too tricky, but just kinds of dumb things. We got robbed once or twice, and people break in and doing things. So it, yeah. it's probably a whole other show. You know, there's a lot of sexy stuff people talk about with laundromats and apartments and everything. You don't hear about the yeah, yeah, the break in car wa- car washes and and all the yeah, car washes passive too, yeah. stuff, right? Yeah, 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 exactly, passive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Okay, cool. So six of you got into that. How long How long was that deal going for? Have you exited it or do you still have it? Yeah, we were out. I think we had it for about two or three years um, and had uh, another person came out and ended up buying, buying us out on it. And I honestly don't remember the numbers on it. Um, but but yeah, it, it, in, in the meantime, did it cash flow fairly well? Was it? Was yeah, it was cash flow. Yeah, we covered, you know, the investors all got a return. I think if I remember, we paid uh, a return quarterly and... Yeah, I want to say we had it like about three years, and yeah, just ended up getting out of it. Some of the people were uh, two of the partners were moving out of the area. We ended up selling it to somebody else, and was a it was a neat learning experience because we yeah, all, yeah. I think only one of the six of us had ever done a, a syndication before, and it it was myself and one other partner were the guys we were going down there collecting all the quarters, um, dealing with all the headaches. The other four persons were just people who flipped houses; they were passive. And again, it was just, it was really neat. I still have. The, those documents, the private play, all the documents and stuff, I still use those as the basis for apartments or anything else okay. we do. And uh, it was just a really neat little learning experience. So so fast forward a few years, you got mm-hmm. into your first apartment building deal. You mm-hmm. did that as a syndication. What did that one look like? And then we'll fast forward to today and, and what you're doing these days. So that first yeah, apartment that one, building syndication, what was that all about? Yeah, it literally said I'd always wanted to get into apartments. Um, I tell anybody listening to this, LoopNet and Crexy, great place to find apartments. And I was just on there randomly calling, hey, Dave, you have you know an apartment listed, apartment listed, kind of making the relationships. And I got a call. I can't remember the broker's name. I got a call. It was about an apartment I'd looked at maybe a half hour or so from my house in Winchester, Virginia. It was 16 units. Um, and the broker told me that the, the property is under contract, was about to fall through. Funny story on this and a warning to others, but the the people who had it under contract, it was 16 units. They're playing to renovate all the units, you know, push the rents up and, you know, burr refinance and stuff. Right. Um, about three weeks before closing, uh, the buyer's general contractor was knocking on all the doors, telling the tenants, you know, you guys are going to have to get out because, you know, we're, we're flipping this place. Um, so their, their loan was contingent on having the property at least 50% occupied. So by the time... I may have the time frames wrong, but it, it, around the, about a week, 10 days before closing, 
um, I guess the bank went through, but the bank found out there are only seven of the 16 tenants in there. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, lesson learned. But yeah. Yeah, the broker said their financing was falling through. I'd never done an apartment before. I got on, uh, there's a website called Rentometer, and the, the 16 unit apartment, all the, all the tenants were each paying 600 a month, and the average rent, according to that R-E-N-T-O, Rentometer is the website. Yeah. Um, according to that, the average price for there's 16 one bed, one bath, and the average price in that zip code was over 900 a month. So wow, like, oh, 50% more. Yeah, yeah. Was like, so, you know, checkbox number one. Yeah. Um, the guy was only was asking $565,000 for it. Super cheap. The houses around where I live are six or 700. So, again, checked another box. Um, I started asking. I, I didn't have any cash, my own cash to put into it at the time. Mm-hmm. Started talking to some of the people I'd met at the real estate investor meetings. Um, some said it's a great deal. Some didn't. I found a guy, uh, Greg Holmes. Um, he and I ended up partnering on it. I said, we got it for 565,000. He didn't have the money. We needed about 250, $300,000 to renovate everything. Uh, I didn't have it. He didn't have it. So we brought in a third partner. I said, yeah, it's still a syndication. Uh, yeah. the third partner put up the 300 grand. So we took probably 17, 18 months as, you know, well, what about the what about the down payment to purchase the property in the first place? Who came up with that? We only had to put down, uh, I think it was fifteen thousand dollars, believe it or not. Was it owner financed or something or what? No, the um my other partner, Greg Holmes, he flips a lot of houses and his private money guy ah. ended up giving us the funds for it. Got it. So you got um, a private loan on that. Yeah, we got a private got loan on it. He he put up five hundred and fifty grand, Greg put up fifteen grand. I didn't put up any of my own money. I actually got a three percent finder's fee, so I, I got fifteen grand for buying an apartment. So I'm like, yeah, nice, beautiful, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it was five sixty five. Put about three hundred into it. Um, and after about eighteen nineteen months, we got an appraisal on it. Appraised for a million four. Nice. So yeah. that worked out. So we refinanced. We all put like twenty two, twenty three thousand dollars in our pocket. Um, the investor got his money back. We each had you know a third, a third, a third. Yeah. Sat on it for a while. I got pretty much a perfect burr. Yeah, I was like, why have I not been doing this forever? And you know, came yeah, to coming, find out coming really, from the flipping world for sure, where yeah. you're in and out, and now you're you're applying that skill set to a much bigger asset. And yeah. instead of passing on all the value to the end buyer, you're keeping it, refinancing it, cashing out a nice little chunk of change. Yes. In Beautiful a- win situation. All right, great. So that's how you got started. So three of you in that deal. Yeah, that. Yeah, mini syndication or a joint venture depends on how you look at it. So mm-hmm. nowadays, what kind of deals are you focusing on today, Ben? Um, same kind of thing. I spend yeah. most of my time uh, on LoopNet, Crexy. There's a number of other websites, a lot of brokers I know. Um, I'm on a bunch of email lists um, where they'll send me 50 units here, 200 units there. Yeah, I, I have certain criteria that I look for. So what's um, what's the minimum size that you're looking at these days? I try to, my perfect deal is, 20 plus units within a four hour drive of DC mm-hmm. um, just because most of my, we can talk about this. Um, most of my private money, my guys who want to syndicate with me are the, we buy houses guys. Um, mm. Secret sauce tip number one, almost every one of those guys wants to get into apartments, but doesn't know what to do. Most of them have never syndicated. So I, to this day do this. So I see we buy houses sign hand Ben Benita. Have you ever thought about getting into apartments? Most of them, hell yes, I want to do apartments. You know, if you find something, call me, add them to the list. Um, so yeah, yeah, great, easy, nice. simple tip. It's free. It's two seconds. I literally don't think I've ever had a person say no to that. Um, and most of those guys, they're just perfect for syndications. They know real estate. They don't mind taking a little risk. Um, most of them are flipping houses. So they, 
may make 40, 50 K, hundred K. Plus they're, they're super busy yes. and don't, don't have the time to be doing all this apartment stuff themselves. Yes. And a lot of them, you know, they have credit lines and stuff too. And like you said, most of my time now is literally spent looking, you know, underwriting, looking at deals. Hey, this one makes sense. It's 20 minutes from my house. We need to raise a million or $2 million. If it fits the criteria, I'll get on the phone. Hey, remember we talked about apartments. Some of them, yeah, I've got 200 grand. I've just got a million dollar line of credit and we put, you know, put everything together that way, but it, it's nice. It's just great. So, so like, for, for those, for these kind of deals that you're, sorry, what'd you say between one and one and a half million is typically what you're raising for these properties. How many? It, yeah. It's literally all over the board. Um, right. Give or I, take. I've met some people. Yeah. I mean, we, it's easier to raise money for the smaller ones. There's going to have to get as many people involved. We're actually under contract on a, a $9.2 million one and, Verbally approved on the $10 million one, which we'll have to raise a lot of money for. Um, yeah, but I guess the bread and butter ones is what I'm talking about here. So yeah. So if you're raising one to one and a half million, what's kind of your minimum investment that you're looking for from your partners? I, I typically start at 25000 because I, I know a lot of, it's just all over the board. It, it kind of depends who I've talked to, who I've met, if you and I have been talking for a while and you don't have a ton of money. You're looking to learn. Um, I can let you get in for 25 grand and almost it's literally almost like a mentorship. I, I wouldn't hold another show about it, accredited and non-accredited investors and stuff, but you know, you, you can be involved with me and actually help choose the paint colors, see how we do the contractors, help with property management and all that stuff. But it's generally 25 grand minimum. And then I'll sell, I'll sell. We offer units. Um, mm-hmm securities laws and stuff to worry about but um yeah. so you get one unit for 25 grand so you you might get one unit some other guy might get four units and put in 100 grand you might have one person that says hey i'll i love this area i love this deal i'll take the whole thing and we you know negotiate that way but generally it's at least 25 grand to get into any of the syndications yeah i know that makes sense because uh yeah that's that's a lot of people okay yeah. so let's let's talk about how you're doing lead generation for investors Sounds like you got a secret sauce there going for the I buy houses guys. That's brilliant. Yeah, that's great. That's off to you for that. That that's <laughs> fantastic. So at this point, like how many active well, I shouldn't say active, how many passive investor partners do you have on the go involved in all of your different uh syndications at, at the time? I have them all in Excel right now. There's it's a tricky thing. The, the list is probably seven or eight hundred names long. Um, the, the biggest problem myself and I hear other syndicators say this too is when it comes time to actually write the check. Um, you and I may meet at a, a meetup or you may say, hey, hell yeah, I'm in for 500 if you ever find anything. I may call you and then it's tied up on another deal. You got to check with yeah. a business partner, a spouse or something. So the, the, the number one aggravation is that somebody says, hey, I'm in for 200 grand. Perfect. Two months later, I find a deal. Let's lock it up and get going and things fall through. So uh, it's the biggest frustration. Right now, I'm under contract now on two apartments in a a marina, actually. And I've literally, most of my time now is just, hey, Dave, we met in a Facebook group. I saw you at a meetup last night. You know, how are you doing? How are your kids? Whatever. Or remember we talked, I saw your We Buy Houses sign two weeks ago. Are you interested? And yeah, I I put a short one-page summary together with a you know, the sky view of the details and he must say, Hey, I, I don't want to deal with that. I don't like the numbers or yeah. Hell yeah. I'm in. Let's go for this. And, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. It yeah. It's ch- chasing the money now. Yeah. 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 That is always the challenge for sure, Ben. And uh, so out of, out of that list of seven or 800 people, how many 
of those people are currently invested or have invested with you at some point? What's your best guess on? You know, it's funny. Not there's. I've got a couple of go-to guys that I, I, there's probably 12 or 15 that literally I could pick up the phone right now and they'd write a check this evening if the deal made sense. And those are obviously the guys I go to first. And I know, I know that because they either own apartments themselves or they've done other syndications, you know, with me or someone else. So they, they know the whole thing versus I just met Ben and you may Google Ben Benita and see that you love me or whatever the reason mm-hmm. <laughs> you love me or hate me. Um, but yeah, those are always my go-to guys. Uh, and yeah, the, those guys, two of them have credit lines over 20 million bucks. So they, you know, unless they're tied up in other deals, they would literally do the checks pretty quick, but it's nice to have the backups. Um, yeah, definitely. There's a lot. Of yeah. I, my, my, my rule of thumb is, uh, always have twice as many investors and twice as much capital lined up <laughs> as you uh, think you need. So when the smoke yeah. clears, uh, you get it now, Ben, just a That's question. True. Uh, sounds like you're you're doing great with meeting new prospective investors and mm-hmm. and getting verbal commitments. Do you get them to sign off on an expression of interest or letter of intent or anything like that? I've not done that. I know people that have. Um, if you have one, I'd love to see it or get that, or if there was a way to kind of tie people in. Um, but yeah. I, I've never found – one of the hardest hurdles for me ever to get over in real estate is that the money's always there. And that yeah. – I literally couldn't agree more. It's just a matter of you may call 10 people on your list and they're out and you're like, well, it's not worth it. It may be that 11 person who does it, or it may be you need your, your one meetup away from hitting that person or one post in Facebook, multifamily properties. Hey, I need to raise another hundred thousand dollars to close this deal in DC and uh, what we can do on this podcast. But there's, there's probably four or five, there's at least two or three um, apartment investing Facebook groups that you could post a deal just about anywhere and you'll get the money. It's shocking. They're, they're fantastic. Um, another great takeaway, uh, look in those Facebook groups, be active, comment on, you know, Dave, if you post, Hey, I just found a 10 unit or 20 unit deal and wherever. Hey, congratulations. Nice work. You know, be active in those groups, encourage people. If you have questions, you know, don't be afraid to post about syndications, where to find deals. Mm-hmm. Um, the communities online are just, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah that's great advice. So yeah, what one tip that I always give for our clients there, Ben, is is get your investor prospects to sign off on an expression of interest. Mm-hmm. It's not legally binding, but mm-hmm. just the fact that they've signed it shows me that they're a lot more serious mm-hmm. than somebody that just gives you a verbal, yeah, let me know when oh, you got yeah. something, right? Still doesn't guarantee you're going to get it, but it's, yeah it's a lot more likely, but it, like you say, a lot of it has to do with timing and, and you're mm-hmm, doing a big. pretty significant volume of deals. That's for sure. Yeah, um, what, like so thing. now you've got a list of seven or 800 people that have shown some sort of interest in your deals. Do you do any kind of what I call constant, consistent edutaining communication to stay top of mind with those folks in between? Be, no. Not as much, definitely not as much as I should. I, I'm, do a random email now and again. I've well, I've, I've half-assed started a Facebook group that I, I literally wish I was more active in. I wish I'd reached out to more people, but I uh, but literally probably the last two months I've had a couple of great deals come across my desk. So I'm like, let me wait on that and let me you know hunt yeah. these down and go. And, and it's the entrepreneur's dilemma. And you're always juggling. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's, there's too much. I don't keep up like I should for sure. Well, you're you're probably at the stage now where you could definitely be outsourcing some of that stuff, but. Yeah, uh, yeah. One of the 
one of my favorite success stories around that is one of our clients. Her name's uh, July, and she's been running a monthly newsletter uh-huh. without fail for over twenty years now. It's just oh, every wow. single every single month. Yeah. Ding, ding. That's her. That's her one primary way of doing things. Could she do more? Would she be more successful? She did all all the social media stuff, all that. Yeah, yeah. but at least she's got that and it goes out consistently. Yeah. So I don't know if you're, and, and what I always recommend to people is figure out what floats your boat. That's what's easiest for you to do consistently. So she enjoys writing and all that kind of stuff. Most people don't. Right, so if right. that's the case, then I would recommend maybe even if you just uh, did a, a monthly video where you yeah. just kind of, if you're comfortable, it seems like you're pretty comfortable on camera where you just, once a month, you just kind of talk about what you've been up to over yeah, the last month, work business-wise, but personal-wise, because I know you're a big fitness guy, and I think yeah. you do Ironmans, and you do That's marathons good. and triathlons <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. I'm sure you've got some little clips that you could share from that. Just yeah. kind of staying top of mind with people. Mm-hmm. And at the end, always having that little call to action. Hey, you know what? We've We've always got deals on the go. Uh, yeah, we're but, we're syndicating lots of cool stuff. If you'd like to find out more about the deal we got on the go right now, click on the link, book a call, whatever that is. Yeah, and get it through. In, in a, a pathetic story, I've, I, you know, it's always a goal to trying to reach out and touch some of those people on my list, and I, I do that periodically. And I, I've had uh, over the years, probably three or four times, where the people had actually passed away, and I didn't even know. Like you know. Yeah. Somebody I met two, well, three years seven ago. or eight hundred people. It's pretty hard to keep on track. Yeah, it just you know you feel bad, but it's write that down too. It's definitely something I should be more diligent about. I like that the newsletter is great. It's simple, or I'll pick up the phone. Hey, here's a deal we're looking at, and you know just put it out. Well, there. It's just it's just something that you can do. Come hell or high water, at yeah. least once a month, mm-hmm. something's going out from you to your list. You got yeah. seven or eight hundred people there. You could even set that up in Mailchimp or something like that, mm-hmm. where it yeah. just kind of. But but it's got to be easy for you. Otherwise, it's not going to happen, right? There's all sorts of things we should do, but uh, it's it's you're right. We we should all we should all over ourselves. Somebody once said, "Yes, that's right." I've heard that. (laughs) No, that's that's awesome, Ben. That is really really impressive. Yeah, the the idea what you mentioned there that you find out every once in a while somebody passed away. That just happened to me yesterday. You know how Facebook pops up and it says. All your all the friends today that have had a birthday, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I looked on there, and there was a, a young guy that worked with me seven or eight years ago. It's his uh-huh. birthday today, so I clicked on it. I haven't heard from him in quite a while. Yeah, and found out the 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 poor guy um, committed suicide last Ooh, month. Wow, that's a big found out loud. But the challenge is, there's the Facebook thing still up there, and you know, if you don't know, you don't know, and. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 hard to keep track of everybody. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. And that's I mean, there's so many people out there, but that's we do our best. So Ben, besides the whole um, brilliant idea of reaching out to the I buy houses guys as pers- prospective investors, what would you say is is your secret sauce when it comes to raising capital? I would say that literally the, the two best things I think you could do. Um, the biggest hurdle I think we all have to overcome is credibility. Um, I find I had a meetup myself for a while. COVID started. I got away from it. Um, if you run a meetup, some people are okay getting in front of people and being in charge of all that. Um, if you're not okay with that, 
start going to them. You know, most bigger cities or most everywhere, you know, has a meetup with for apartments or flipping houses. Get there, get or real estate in general. Yep. Yeah, any kind of stuff. Um, if you're comfortable with it, start your own meetup. Um, you may have two or three people the first couple months, even six months, but you know, as word spreads, as you talk it up, that grows and you get something I learned a long time ago at the front of the room credibility. You know, people just assume if you're standing in front of me and you're running a group that you're you're legit, everything's good, incredible. If you're not comfortable, like say I'm super shy, but you're comfortable in front of, you know, talking in front of people, don't be afraid to bring on a partner. You know, if yeah. you and I start a meetup, you know, wherever, it's not just me in front of the room. We're both in front of the room. We both still have that credibility. Um, I'd almost suggest doing that instead of doing it by yourself just because it's a lot easier to, <laughs> you know, dig and dong off of each other. Um, that, that I think is important. Another really super, super simple one, and you can uh, – Cheat technically with AI. I know that ChatGBT can write these things out for you, um, but put out a short book, uh, three tips or three secrets for syndicating apartments or mm-hmm. two great ways to find apartment leads. Um, when you have a book out, same thing. People just assume you're you know, a step above. You've got a lot of credibility. Uh, th- those are the two big things. Most anybody that – I just spoke last month at a meetup, uh, the same thing about how to buy apartments, and uh, I know anybody that – I like to think everybody loves me there. You know, if they're considering investing or anything, the first thing they're going to do is go to Google. Ben Benita, yeah. who the heck are you? They might look me up on Facebook. So, again, anybody watching this, Google yourself. So, you know, say you came to me, hey, Ben, I got a deal. I need $50,000 or $500,000. The two things I'm going to do, I'm going to go to Facebook first just to see if get some background on you. I'll definitely Google your name just to see, are you doing apartments? Or is this completely out of your wheelhouse? You have no idea what you're doing. Um, you know, pay attention to that stuff. So. You know, if I Google Dave DeBoe or if you Google Ben Benita, you, you know, have some idea what people are going to see on there. If there's something negative, I don't know, if you're arrested for something, got caught doing something you shouldn't, you know, be aware that other people are going to see that. So, yeah. you know, if you're Googling me and you see I was arrested for something, hey, Dave, if you Google my name, I was arrested in 19 whatever for doing X, you know, just so there's no surprises. Otherwise, yeah. you know, people will immediately pull back. Um, but, yeah, the, the credibility is the biggest hurdle you'll come over. Um, and the other thing too, if, if you're new in the business, <clears throat> I did this when I got started, um, talk to other people that are syndicating and doing this stuff. Um, if you call a broker, if you find a deal or something, Hey Ben, who are you? Um, I've done no apart. I don't know anything about real estate, but my partner has, or yeah. you can say on the phone, we buy apartments or we have millions of dollars. I may not have a single dollar. I may not have a single unit, but together we do Dave and I do, or me and the other guy do. So you know, there's a lot of ways to, you know, get through it. I just, uh, the saddest thing, and I know a lot of people out there, <clears throat> um, literally just super shy or they hear one or two no's on the phone or one or two people turn them down for the deals and they're like, this isn't for me. This doesn't work. Uh, this stuff works. Reach out to me. I'm sure Dave is super helpful too. But yeah, it's literally just a matter of getting in the mindset, getting around the right people, people mm-hmm. that are doing it, people that will help you. Um, like I said, those Facebook groups are, I, I was shocked when I first got into real estate, how helpful everybody was, you know, Hey Dave, I don't know anything about buying apartments. Can you help? You may tell me everything in the world or you may not know anything, but you know, somebody who will. Right. Exactly. Just, the whole community is just, they're just great people. I mean, oh, that's wonderful. No, oh, good, good advice, Ben. I love your suggestion about starting a meetup or joining a meetup. Um, 
I always recommend that as well. And I, I say, you know what, it, actually, if there is a good meetup in your area already, you don't necessarily need to reinvent the wheel. Yeah, exactly. Go to that one and let me know if this resonates with you, because typically there's one or two people carrying the whole load yes. for that uh-huh. RIA or that meetup. Uh-huh. And they would love somebody who's keen to come in and help them out. And like yeah. you say, you know, it's all about getting that front of the room credibility. They're always looking for speakers. They're lo- they'd love to have somebody, if you're super shy, just start off by, you know, perhaps doing the registration at the front of the, uh, the front uh, at the back of the room when people come in, yeah. just get your face out there. So people start to know that you're part of the real estate community and then build up from there. You don't necessarily need to start one from scratch, although that's highly recommended, but, uh, Go join the one that exists. Ben, this yeah. has been a lot of fun. Time flies when we're, we're having a good time. <laughs> if people want to connect with you, find out more about Ben Benita, besides just Googling your name, what right. can they do? Where should they go? Um, I'll give you my, my cell phone. Call or text me. My, my personal cell is 703-926-1533. Um, my email, I check it. I have an assistant that checks it too. Uh, it's BB, Ben Benita, BB Real Estate Ventures with an S, BB Real Estate Ventures at Gmail. Uh, if you have deals, if you have money, if you have any questions at all about anything multifamily, give me a call, shoot me a text. I, I'm, I'm I'm here to help. It's just a great, great, great community. Fantastic, Ben. And I appreciate you letting me be on. All right, everybody, take care, and we will see you on the next episode. Bye-bye. Great. This episode is brought to you by MoneyPartnerFormula.com. Our Money Partner Formula service allows you to raise all the private capital you need to do all the deals you want while we handle the hard stuff. We offer reliable and affordable done-for-you marketing services that get you investor meetings booked without all the work. So go ahead and check out the website right now, and then feel free to schedule a call with me, and let's take your portfolio to the next level. Again, that's moneypartnerformula.com. Watch investor meetings pop up in your calendar. We handle the rest.